Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Hello, everybody, and welcome. You're here with a full bottle of Prosecco and the Two Woo Crew. This is OMG, the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. Today, our eyes and ears are on the sparrow. Details forthcoming. Take it away, Brenda Sue. All right. So I am so excited to introduce our guest today. She is Melissa Sparrow. And she is from up north up there, y'all. She is from Canada. All about the cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we are so excited to have her here. I will give the little backstory because I met her first and asked her to come on the show. And I was I'm so excited to have you here. Like literally so excited. So she's so excited to be here. I'm so happy. (laughs) So I met Melissa through another one of my favorite podcasts, which is Psychic Story, which is a really good podcast. If anybody listens and, you know, wants to check it out, it's a really good show. But she was telling a story about herself and meeting herself in another lifetime. And when she was telling the story, I was like, oh, my God, wait just a minute. Let me let me just collect myself here (laughs) because she described herself in Ireland in this beautiful green dress with this red flowing hair in the wind overlooking the ocean. And whenever I first started meditating, whenever they would say, "Okay, go to somewhere that feels good, I would go to this place in Ireland or Scotland. I didn't know where it was. But it was almost the same scene. Like I had this long red hair. I was wearing a pink dress and the wind was like blowing in my hair and blowing the dress. And I was looking at the ocean. So I was like, I have got to have a session with this woman because I want to know what this is about. Like, I want to understand, like, did, you know, this is just too weird to be just a coincidence, you know? And so then I had an amazing session with her where it just confirmed everything that I have gotten over the years, like over the past 20 years about my past lifetimes, about an interchanging two together, which I had had past life regressions about the other one that kind of played into the same lifetime, but in a different perspective. So I'm curious, like whenever that happens and... I have had those memories or that, you know, those visions. Is that the lifetime that is like speaking to me now? Yes. Okay. So essentially what you're uh, being shown is a lifetime that you're meant to remember right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's usually for a very specific reason. I think in your case, Brenda, it was to remind you of your beautiful spiritual gifts. No. Yeah. So oftentimes when we're in the Akashic Records, our guides will highlight lifetimes that we're meant to remember at this point in our journey and in this lifetime. And generally, it's usually to remind us of something that we're meant to do here. Okay. Yeah. 
So one funny thing about that, that vision that you saw about me living. So part of this also was that I had come from Georgia. I had lived on a plantation. My father was a slave owner. And I've had that vision myself in a past life regression. And I had this whole like light bulb moment because my daughter, Colleen, who is here today listening, she, when she was in like seventh grade, it was sixth grade, I think. They were learning about slavery at school and she came home and she was just in tears sitting on the bed. She was telling me about how nobody was upset about it. And she was just was crying in class. And as she's talking, I see a face form behind her on the wall. And it's an African-American face because you can see the hair and you can see the nose and big bushy beard. And I saw that face again another time, like a month later, it came to me. Well, I was sitting in my car, (laughs) but I got the message after she and I were talking about it, that that was her father in that lifetime. And I probably was a really, you know, really looked down on for, you know, having a child that was, yes, not, not pure in the eyes of those days. Yeah. She would have a mixed race, right? Exactly. So anyway, just a lot of like things that fit together about things that have happened that I've seen that, you know, you think, oh, okay, I'm just crazy. That's not real, whatever. So, um, Melissa, this is Chandra. Um, you know, for, for the listeners who may not know, because I know I am, I only have like a 30,000 foot understanding of the Akashic Records. So I know that personally, I would like to learn more, but can you give us like just a little bit more, um, a little bit more detail about exactly what they are and what we can use them for? Absolutely. So I always tell people, To think of the Akashic Records as a metaphysical library, the Akash actually means sacred space. So the records themselves are in the highest realm, closest to God, source, whatever it is you pray to. And so when I enter the records, I do see it's pure source gold. It's just brilliantly lit. But I do see it as actual rows and rows of records books which is every soul's book every past present and future lifetime that they are going to live including anything energetically that your soul will experience so thoughts emotions right traumas so as you can imagine that's a lot of information that i am accessing at one time However, that's when your guides come in because they're amazing at just filtering through and editing the information that you need to know at this point in your journey. So oftentimes, as Brenda had mentioned, past lives are brought up. And that is often to remind you about something about your soul and your reason for reincarnating in this lifetime, right? So... Loved ones often will come through as well, and they are super excited to reconnect with you and pass on their wisdom. But the beauty about, you know, doing a reading in the Akashic realm is that it's just, it is everything, right? So if someone's coming for guidance and clarity and direction, it is probably the highest realm you could possibly access to gain that information. And not only that, just sitting within the energetic energy of the Akashic records themselves is healing. So anyone coming into that space with me, 
um, you're receiving downloads while we're, you know, accessing your information. Right. Very cool. Awesome. This is Alexandra. And you had talked about accessing the Akashic records and seeing that golden light. Is that something anyone can do? Do you have to be trained to do it? Just for people who don't know what's, you know. Yeah, it's a frequency. So you, you access the Akashic realm through raising your own frequency and vibration and tapping in. I'm sure there's, you know, people do it differently. But for myself personally, what I do is like there's a huge prep time that goes into preparing me, right? My vessel and my frequency. I make sure that I am tapped in. I'm rooted and grounded to Mother Gaia, also connected to that beautiful source. And then I will go in and when I say my prayer to enter the records, I literally see and feel myself rising and accessing that realm. That's so cool. Beautiful feeling. Yes. And any, by the way, just to also answer that question, anyone has the capability to do that. It's just through practice, right? Through making sure that you're meditating and connecting with not only your higher self, but that higher frequency of God, Source, universe, whatever it is that you like to call it. And yeah, it's the most beautiful. I can't, honestly, I wish I could just make you guys feel it because it's the most loving energy you would ever experience. It's just amazing. I don't ever want to leave. (laughs) I can so imagine. And you you were talking about our guides meet you there. Mm-hmm. But does each person have a specific Akashic guide or is it just like our guides in general? Well, you have Akashic, so ascended masters. Okay. And so those are like, you know, they've, they've often been earthbound. Think of like, you know, Jesus actually is an ascended master. Okay. And, you know, anyone that has been earthbound and gone through a lot of karmic lessons and spiritual ascension when they're in the spirit world they are just like now holy right and and filled with all this wisdom and guidance for us so oftentimes if it's something that you're going through that is requiring that level of guidance often they'll come through for you in a reading but then you have your guides right you have loved ones become guides but also ourselves in other lifetimes and i know that's hard to kind of wrap our head around but it actually is true we do guide ourselves because we become our oversoul right when we transition and so i it's kind of like we're a team so in each lifetime that we've lived we we access these lessons and we go through them and gain this wisdom and so then we are able to sort of subs in come in and and help each other when we reincarnate hi this is chandra brenda and i would like to invite you as part of our podcast community to join us on either facebook or instagram live each friday at 11 a.m eastern u.s time where we give free oracle readings for fans of the show just follow us on our omg podcast facebook or instagram page you can post or dm us your questions there each week with the hashtag woo woo wisdom and then tune in at 11 a.m each friday on our page to watch your free reading if you can't join us live don't worry you can always catch it on the replay this is just our way of saying thank you for being part of our woo woo family
Hope to see you this Friday. I think that's really cool because I know that whenever I've done energy work with people, if they've had challenges in this lifetime, that sometimes I'll see past lifetime where they went through a similar thing and they can go in and like heal that part of themselves so that they can help themselves in the current lifetime. Exactly. And for me, that was really my awakening moment uh, when you talked about me, that woman in the in the green dress, because she is a guy. She's, you know, hugely present in my spiritual guidance now, but she definitely awakened me and made me understand my soul's essence and made me understand that I am worthy and that I, you know, because I, I remember seeing her from like the third person perspective and thinking how amazing and powerful she does. And then when she turned and it was me, I was just, I don't know. It was like just this instant, like, it's okay. You can love yourself, you know? That's great. So, yeah, yeah. it was a beautiful moment. I think it also brings up a really interesting thing about time and the fluidity of time when you were talking about entering the Akashic Records and, you know, meeting your past self or future selves in that moment. So I think that's a really fun thing to go down the proverbial rabbit hole. <laughs> and also, I think, you know, that's something that women struggle with so much, or maybe human beings in general, of feeling worthy mm-hmm. and to have that moment of, like, clarity, like, hmm. Look at her, me, and she was a badass. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like it just sort of, it was so many lessons in a second for me in that I I knew that I was here for a reason and that I had gifts to share that were worthy of sharing. But, you know, also to answer your question in regards to time, you're absolutely right. When you're dealing with the Akashic Records and we're, and they're discussing your past lifetimes. They'll also discuss future lifetimes. I see them. Right. We are experiencing it all at the same time. Yeah. Time is just a human thing that we're creating. And it doesn't exist in, in the Akashic realm. So we are experiencing all of our lifetimes at once. And I know that's like when I first heard that, I was like, wow, give me a second. Huge explosion. I got yeah. to back together. Right. Yeah, exactly. I had another question and it was really, you said that they're records of our, you know, past lives, current and future. So I guess for lack of a better word, who writes that? Like who records it? Do we do the source who are our guardian angels or our guides? Like that's an excellent question. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay, well, that's two parts. So (laughs) as far as as who records it, it's the realm itself that records it. It's um, the only way I describe it is like, you know, like a computer big, like drive. Right. Right. Because it's really picking up on our soul's frequency. That's what it's recording. It's kind of like our blue chip. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And so it records our blue chip. Everything that happens to us is being recorded. Every thought, every emotion, anything energetically that's happening is in that realm and in that record. But what was the second question? I had a second thought about this. And now I've lost oh, the question. Who was the author? Yeah. Ah, thank you. Describe. Yes. yes. Thank you. We are. 
we write our stories. So as souls, before we, you know, we're up in our spirit world and oftentimes we're taking courses and, you know, trying to continue our uh, spiritual journey. And then we will, you know, before we reincarnate, whether it's earthbound or in another galaxy, we'll be like, you know what? I want to write my story this way because I want to learn these lessons. And then we take a look at our soul group and we go, it's just like writing a play. Um, you're going to be the main character this time around, mom, but you're not going to be my mom. You're going to be my daughter. Yeah. And right. And so we choose our roles. We choose the soul contracts. Those are babies, right? And what I mean by that is we contract with each other to have either conflicts or lessons that we teach each other. Okay. And then we also we plan our birth, the time of birth, how we're going to be born. Are we going to be adopted? Are we going to be biologically, you know, connected to our parents? And we also choose our exit, our transition. And how we want to do that. And you know what, you guys? I know you're probably going, eh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but I, I thought that too. I always thought, you know, God, it's God's plan. And uh, he decides, you know. But honestly, through readings and seeing these individuals explain to you exactly how they passed and, and how they wrote their passing. And so now I, I, I'm a believer. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how did you get started? That's a good question. How much time do you have? Please <laughs> <laughs> note. When, when did you go on your woo-woo journey? Woo-woo <laughs> journey. And that's exactly what it was. My goodness. Okay. So I was in a very unhappy marriage for 21 years. And, you know, by the end of it, honestly, did not want to be here anymore. You know? I was like, you know, let's just call it a day. And the only thing that kept me here was my beautiful children. I have four. No. Oh. And I've got four kids too. See? I, I know. That's why we're soul sisters. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, you know, left the marriage. I, I, you know, worked up the courage to do so and sort of went on a reckless path from there. You know, I certainly was. I'm calling myself damaged. I definitely had issues that I wasn't ready to face. And then I ended up having a job that just wasn't aligning with me at all. And I left it one day in tears, just like, I'm not going to go through the details of it, but it was very, very eye-opening. And it kind of was my last little push to heal myself. Mm -hmm. And so... I began that journey and I had a reading uh, with a medium and uh, my grandfather came through and he was talking about my heart and he said how it was just encased in concrete, you know, and that I needed to seek out a healer to heal it. And so it took me a while to reach out. I was like, I don't know if I want to, like, how could she heal me? And anyways, I did. I went, she was actually, she ended up being an Akashic record reader. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which now I think, wow, that's how divine is that? And so she gave me a reading and she also gave me a jigged feeling. And then from there, I just, it just sparked my journey. I just began to start to like really do some 
you know, nitty gritty shadow work. I worked with a shadow worker and started like pulling out all that, you know, subconscious stuff, not only from this lifetime, you know, the relationships that I chose were, you know, like any typical empath, they were abusive. Right. Right. Um, And they just stomped over my heart. So I basically, you know, just this naive person would take it out and be like, there you go, put it in their hand and yeah. then watch, watch it like, you know, crumbled. So my response to that was just to put it in a case of concrete. So, but then that left everybody out, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Myself. Yeah. So the journey actually began with when I went inward. I know that I was looking externally for love. Right. Because I figured, well, if they love me enough, then I'm, then I'm worthy. But I understood finally that I actually had to go inward and begin to love myself and understand that in order for others to love me, I just have to love me and feel worthy. And not only that, worthy enough to choose me so that I would only accept the kind of love that I deserve. So, you know, I, people think like this healing journey is like, in, you know, I'm going to go to a healer and they're going to fix me and I'm going to be good. But just to give the listeners a scope, like how many years are we talking here? <laughs> oh gosh. Like at least yeah. five years, six yeah. years or more, probably if I'm being honest. But the beauty of it was as I I started to peel away, I, I always think of people as an onion when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. And I started to kind of peel away the layers and I was getting to the root. And as I was doing that, I was opening myself to receiving that beautiful source energy. And then I was getting upgrades. I would my vibration was changing, my frequency was rising. And then that's when my gifts started to turn on. And I spent a lot of time in the forest and my listeners that have probably have heard me talk about this are probably going to roll their eyes, but really I'm like so attached to the earth and to mm-hmm. forests in particular. And so I began to walk and feel the energy of the trees nice. and I began to like vibrate. <laughs> Brenda and I with that. This is Rosalie here. So yeah, we uh, definitely resonate with that too. That's Good. Yes. Yeah. We get that. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I talk to trees. Okay. I'm I'm not crazy person. I hug trees, so I will write on the tree and people look at me like I'm nuts, but hey, I don't care. Sharing that energy. So yeah. yeah. They they talk to you. They will tell me their story. They will tell me how happy they are. Do they like their community around them? Are they getting enough sunlight, enough water? How long have they been there? And and they will often show me scenes of like ancestors that were there when they were growing and it's it's wow. amazing like, it's a beautiful connection cool. so this is alexandra again you were talking about like starting that initial journey what mm-hmm. some advice that you would give to people who are like man i know i need to start doing this but i really don't want to and this woman is saying it took her five years what if it takes me like seven so what is the best advice that you could give them mm-hmm. Like that first well, Yeah, I want them to know that, like, because I'm very stubborn, my, that's why it took me so long, right? And I didn't, once I reached out to a healer, my journey took about a year. Like, it was intensive, but it was, 
that's why I'm always encouraging people to reach out to practitioners because we can speed the process up for you. Yeah. yeah, we have that. That's what we're, that's why I'm here. I know that now, right? I'm here to help you heal yourself so that you can be a beautiful open vessel to receive all that beautiful timelines and, and energy that you're meant to. So I don't want to discourage people and make you feel like it's going to be forever. It's going to be hard. Healing mm-hmm. is hard and it's, it's not ever finished. It's always an ebb and a flow you know, purging and healing and releasing and then receiving, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, I got excited about it because I realized as much as it was difficult to, you know, heal and see these things in my life that were these lessons that I wrote for myself. But at the same time, I knew if I did release them, more of my clairs would turn on. I would have more healing energy. And so I knew uh, it was kind of like a reward for me. It was like, well, if you do this, then you can receive, right? Yeah, I would love you guys feel the same. Oh, um, we, yeah. we feel it. I'm yeah. the type of person who I used to really hate. No, I didn't used to hate hard work, but I would kind of like grumble about it. And recently in some other areas of my life, I've been and in, in the spiritual kind of self-work area. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be hard. It might suck for a moment, but it's going to be great. So I might as well just jump in and love the hard work. (laughs) And just Yeah. And not only that, I became really addicted to the frequency of my higher self. I don't know about you guys, but I just like love that Zen feeling I would get when I would come out of a, you know, a deep meditation because I was meditating. Like I would do like, activations, meditation, sometimes like an hour, two hours a day. And I would come out and I would just be like, oh, I really don't want to be here on earth. I'd rather just stay in that beautiful Zen state, right? Because that's healing unto itself. It's just Yeah. So I do have, um, this is Chandra, by the way, I do have another question. Um, I've only had one Akashic reading um, in my life. And, you know, there's, when we, when we start talking about, you know, healers and light workers and spiritual practices, you know, there, there are always those among us who have the best of intentions and have the best of connection. And there are also those among us who are questionable, let's just say. And the reading that I got was very, it was lovely, but it was very generic. Mm. Just like, um, there's a lot of light around you. Oh, lovely. Thank you. You know, but <laughs> what's the next step on my healing journey? Because, you know. Yeah, I would like to, but <laughs> I need, I need, I'm here for help. So is there any kind of uh, advice that you could give the listener as to, you know, if they, if they choose a, an Akashic reader for themselves, like to understand, does this person really have a connection? Is this person really in my records? Is this person, you know, legitimately giving me the, the information from my higher self and from my past lives that I need at this moment? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and it's unfortunate, isn't it? But, you know, as in any trade, there's always those that might not be as authentic as mm-hmm. we hope. But certainly, if you are having, first of all, I want to say, I believe that anyone that comes to me for a reading is divinely led. And I believe that you, if you set the intention and, and say, hey, Please guide me towards, you know, a reader that is meant for me. We will be guided. Now, that being said, 
if you're having a reading, especially the Akashic Records, they should be able to tell you specifics, right? They should be able to, you should be having lots of goosebump moments because they are tapping into your soul's essence and they're describing past lives. But not only that, they should be able to describe timelines for you and things that are happening in your day-to-day life, right? Right, so it would be it would be evidence based, just like any other reading. Yeah, so you know, oftentimes, not only that, your guide should be answering your questions before you even ask them, because it's a telepathic realm, right? And so they know why you're there. They were the ones that led you to to go to the reading, and the reader should telepathically be picking up on because I I. Oftentimes we'll be like, oh, okay, I know you were just thinking that, or you want to know about work. And it's because it's a telepathic realm. And so you should feel like you're being seen, if that makes sense. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's actually a very beautiful way to say it, to express that. That's exactly what it should be like. Yeah, like you're being seen and you're being held in this loving embrace the entire time. It's just the most unconditional, non-judgmental place that you could possibly be in. It's basically in God's hands. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you something, Miss Melissa Sparrow. I've already decided I'm going to get a reading from you. I love your I love this wonderful pinkish aura around you. And mine is from Prosecco, but yours is not. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you guys. I wish it was from that. (laughs) Well, we are celebrating uh, the Gemini birthdays. We are today. We we turn every recording into a little bit of a party. Oh, I love that. Happy birthday. Who are the birthday people? Chandra, Chandra, Brenda. Brenda. Yeah, my birthday too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Happy yeah. birthday, you guys! Thank, Thank you. you. So, if people want to get in contact with you, mm-hmm. how, how can they do that? Well, they can head to my website, which is melissasparrow.com, which has all the information on my services, and they can book directly on there as well. Or they could, I'd love if you would join me on Instagram at Melissa Sparrow Healing. I'm always open to messages too. I, you know, if you have questions about services or, yeah. yeah Melissa, you, Melissa you, would, you would chuckle because everybody that's off camera right now from you is getting their phone. Their phone just like came out. <laughs> that's awesome. Really that's when awesome. Brenda first told us about it, I was like, I want to not stop this woman, but stop this woman. <laughs> so I just love your Instagram content. It's just, it's so much fun to watch. And like, you're you. such a great yeah. personality. So like, Hannah, uh, probably you. seeking a reading with you because it's just, Sounds so wonderful, and I want to definitely experience that and do some deep dives. <laughs> deep dives. <laughs> and and you know, deep dives. Yeah. There's Telemom G sent you. That's all I got to say. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. those, of you at home, for those of you at home who are listening and have enjoyed this conversation as much as we have, please tune in to the next episode release um, because it's going to be part two of our discussion with Melissa Spera. Yeah, we're going to talk about light language. Healing work and healing work in general. Part two. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you guys, for having me. It's been such a pleasure. It has been for us as well, Melissa. Yes. Definitely, definitely a pleasure. A pleasure getting to getting to meet you and getting to uh, getting to speak with you today. 
Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.